Hi guys, it's June 23rd, Courage to Change. Let's do this. The courage to be honest with ourselves is one quality we can cultivate to help our spiritual growth. It takes a commitment to honestly admit that someone we love has a drinking problem, that alcoholism and many other things are beyond our control, and there is a source of help greater than ourselves, and that we need the care of that higher power. Honesty allows us to look at ourselves, to share our discoveries with God and others, to admit that we need spiritual help in moving forward, and to free ourselves by making amends for past wrongs. We need to be truthful with ourselves as we continue to review our attitudes and actions each day. This allows us to be humble enough to reach out to others as equals and to continue to grow in every area of our lives. Where do we find the courage to be so honest with ourselves? The courage to change the things we can is found in our continuously developing relationship with a power greater than ourselves. Today's reminder, I know that honesty is an essential part of the 12 steps. I am willing to be honest, more honest with myself today. Well, this is a great reading. And just recently, I have a new friend in recovery who's just joined recovery, who really knew nothing about recovery and came to me for help with someone in her family. And she, you know, really wanted to get some help. And I, I explained, I can't help your family member if they don't want help, but I can help you. Right. Which was not what I think what she was expecting. So I, I started her on the journey of recovery and it was really confusing for her because she didn't really know much about alcoholism or recovery or how she felt about it herself. She was just determined to help her loved one. And it's so hard when you love someone and you're you know, this is talking about being honest with myself. Well, the opposite of being honest with myself is being in denial. And there's something to be said, you know, when I say that you can't help an alcoholic addict until they're ready, you also can't help someone in Al-Anon until they are ready because they have to come to some kind of surrender that they're willing to give up the idea that they can do this, right? Because there's, it's so scary to let someone go. It's so scary to turn them over to a higher power. I know myself, it's, you know, it takes a lot of bloody knees and, uh, you know, mascara running and snot flowing. And I got, you know, scratch marks and I just don't want to let go. And it's funny because there's something energetic that happens. You know, I talk a lot about alcoholics and, and their codependents or their loved ones. And alcoholism is a family illness. So you've got two people, maybe more, you know, but let's say there's two. And they are attracted to each other, right? The energy is, is, is attracting to each other. And then what happens? Something flips. And then, you know, how alcohol, uh, magnets repel back. That's kind of what happens. They kind of flip on you and they don't attract anymore. They try to get away and you're trying to get closer to them, right? So it's really a struggle. And sometimes if you can shift your own energy, they'll move towards you, right? It, it's an energy struggle. It really is. It's a, it's a weird thing that happens. So if you start getting help for yourself, sometimes at first the alcoholic will get worse, right? And they'll be like, I, they don't like it at all. But it might just shift the energy enough that it allows them to see how bad they've gotten, 
or they get to experience their own consequences. And all of a sudden they go, you know, and that's what happened with her. And it was almost sudden and profound because it happened so instantly. We had been doing the steps as a group. I take a group of women. A lot of you are on here through the steps. And it was step three that that turning over stuff to God, like turning this whole situation over to God is was just near impossible for. And she really couldn't quite grasp that being honest with herself, that everything she tried hadn't worked. That's what this reading's talking about. I have to be honest with myself. And so she really, you know, so I just backed off and kind of let her be with that. And she, she said, let's do step three again. And we went through back step three again. And it was diff. I could tell it was difficult, but she did it. And I'll be goddamned if not like within 24 hours, the loved one said, you know what? I'm not, I, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I don't, I don't, right. I, I can't live like this. I'm sick. Now, you know how it goes with alcoholics. They can go back and forth and back and forth, but at least there was the first step forward that they might want help. And it had nothing to do with her. Nothing. Like it was the first time she backed up. So if you can see that, but the first part you got to do is you got to be honest with yourself. Now, the problem with denial is you don't know you're in it. You don't. People could be yelling at you. I mean, there was one guy I was helping. He was actually an alcoholic and he was in denial. It's the same denial of an Al-Anon or denial in alcoholism. It's the same. And um, I told him, I said, it's like, you know, this is so frustrating for me because it's like your hair's on fire and I'm yelling to you, George, George, your hair's on fire. And you look at me and say, oh, I love your shoes, right? Hello, you know, your hair is on fire. Couldn't see it. And he died not long after that. I couldn't reach him. He couldn't be honest with himself. And I told him what I'm going to tell you. Every night when he did, did his evening readings and every night when you do your evening prayer, you know, the inventory one that you're supposed to be doing, right? Uh, if you don't know what that is, I'll tell you. But um, when every night when you say your evening prayer, your 11th step, and you're praying and kind of taking inventory, ask God to show you the levels of dishonesty you can't see in yourself. That's what the great thing right here, when it talks about honesty allows us to look at ourselves, that's step four, one, two, three, and four, to share our discoveries with God and others, that's step five, to admit that we need spiritual help in moving forward, that's six and seven, and to free ourselves by making amends for past wrongs, that's eight and nine. So that's exactly what they're talking about. If you do the steps, it will help you see what you can't see. It will shift your perception just enough that you might see a whole new world, right? But when we're stuck in this, and usually this is, we're stuck in it from fear. So I really like the reading, but you have to ask. And, you know, one of the great things about going to 12-step meetings is that you get to see this illness better in other people than you can in yourself. So this denial, someday you'll be sitting there listening to someone and you'll think to yourself, oh, good Lord, he's in denial. <laughs> this poor sap. And you'll go, oh, my God, that's me. Oh, my God. Right. It's nothing you can force yourself to see either, because I remember this new friend of mine, I was trying to explain to her. I was almost screaming at her. You are powerless. You can't change them. And it was like, what are you talking about, Karen? 
I don't get it. And so until that shift happens, it all sounds like Charlie Brown's te school teacher. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So go to meetings and listen, and you'll think this is a waste of time. I'm not getting anything. And then all of a sudden, the heavens will part and you'll hear something. Or do the steps. It's a great way to get a shift and see something you didn't see before. Right? So I love the reading. I love you. Have a great day. Talk soon.